Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Mary. Kate McMahon. It's time. Time to talk about yes. my favourite sign. And um, yes, and I'm absolutely loving the fact that we finally finally in a children's show you know seeing a disability on screen that's not just a kid in a wheelchair I just I'm so in love with Turtle Boy and I'm really 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 excited to talk about it Uh. oh it's a Turtle Boy oh some kid must have left it behind in the middle of the roller coaster so pumped. Uh, love that you know the sign for turtle that you were just doing. <laughs> so um, for people who can't see you, um, you have your palms and then you lay sort of flat and then you stack them on top of each other and then your thumbs become like the little fins of a turtle which you oh. move in like a circular motion to make it look like it's swimming and that's turtle. I, and- I did not know that before this episode but I also didn't know uh, as Dougie's mum keeps saying, sweetheart, which kind of oh. looks like you're revving a motorbike, but close yeah. to your heart. Yeah. <laughs> That's my new favourite sign, I think. Up there, up there with Turtle. Time to go, sweetheart. Leave him there, honey. His owner might come back for him. I think just before we sort of deep dive into this, Mary, we just need to start by acknowledging the immense amount of work that the whole team put into Turtle Boy. And especially, I know we spoke about this at length with Joe when we interviewed him a little while back, um, but the, the way that the team were really dedicated to making sure all the animation for the hand signals was just spot on, you know, there would have been hours and hours and hours of extra work that went into this and and their schedule couldn't change. So, you know, um, when Joe was telling us initially, uh, Joe Brum, the creator of Bluey, when he was telling us initially about how, you know, the team were really up for it and wanted to get it right, I mean, just – that for so many families across Australia Mm -hmm. and the world, this would have meant so much. And you could see it in the chats. Um, You know, there were, when they posted, when the Bluey, official Bluey TV account posted about this, you could, there were literally hundreds of comments from people saying my um, hearing impaired child um, was mesmerised watching this and thank you because it's one of the first times I've seen someone like them on the screen. Yeah. And, and not done in a virtue signalling way as well. It was just done so sensitively and beautifully and simply and I just, yeah, I just, yeah. every time I watch this I just feel uplifted and proud that you know that we've had a, like a little part of the blueyverse because yeah like what a beautiful show to be a part of 
before we jump into how the plot played, I think I need to know, Kate, which version were you watching? Because you can watch it mm-hmm. uh, on ABC iView straight, um, like as a as a normal episode, or you can watch it and the kind of image has been shrunk a bit and in front there's um, an Auslan uh, interpreter signing through the whole episode, which was, yeah, hasn't been done for another episode, obviously, but meant a lot for this one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we always watch it with the interpreter because you're just taking so much more, like she's signing what every character says, but, uh, it makes it a bit clearer what the signs are that, um, Dougie and Dougie's mum are doing as well. I think, especially through the pandemic, like a lot of kids have probably seen, um, Auslan, which is the Australian sign language, um, interpreters on screen because that was such a big thing with pandemic updates and things like that Um, I I don't think this was common in other parts of the world so um, for Victoria especially um, we had daily press conferences for a period of about what four months Mm -hmm. nearly six months um, where the premier at the time Daniel Andrews would would stand up in his general North Face jacket and um, generally North Face jacket and or a suit and um, he would talk through, you know, how many COVID cases and this was all before the vaccinations were available and we were really trying to control the number of COVID cases and get to zero. Um, and, yeah, and, and every single press conference that was shown on TV, whether it was state or federal, generally had an Auslan interpreter at it um and some of them became like really well known cult heroes i think yeah. actually yeah. There's, there's a big one out of blueland in brisbane um mikey webb who's since done a lot of uh um who was yeah really really commented upon uh his great work um in pandemic kind of translating but also he's attended a lot of uh like live music gigs and translated the lyrics but also like quite getting into <laughs> the music um yeah he rocks so, hard yeah yeah so he really does he's not deaf but has but has obviously learned Auslan to the point that he can translate um the the translator for the bluey episode um do you say translator or interpreter actually uh i think it's interpreter yeah mm, okay yeah um not credited um, in the credits of that version, mm. but the animators or and um, artists who worked really closely, who worked on this episode, have credited Deaf Connect um, as the organisation that kind of gave them a lot of guidance on how the four fingers of the dogs should be moving <laughs> to kind of replicate. <laughs> yeah, because I guess, yeah, um, and and yeah, when I looked up Deaf Connect, this um, interpreter. Uh, is actually um, a deaf member of their community and uh, does a lot of, um, you know, leading leading that Auslan services for them. So that was so cool to see. One complaint at this point, though, unlike yeah. like famous Mikey Webb, doesn't dance to the credits as she's signing Mum, Dad, Bluey, Bingo, which... Like, you know, that's probably a professional thing, but how did she not dance to the credits? 
I, I thought that was illegal, not yeah. you know, to at least not have a bit of shoulder action, you know, like like yeah, yeah, like I assume she's watching the dogs as she's as she's signing. So yeah, look, great restraint, I guess. Not a complaint. <laughs> great restraint not to dance along. <laughs> what did you learn today, Caddy? How I behave doesn't just affect me. Well, what did I come in here to do? Oh, Dad, you're in the way. In the way of what? So let's get into the story, Mary, and we open up with an activity that is all too familiar in the McMahon household with <laughs> the youngest member of the family demanding to watch TV. The TV! Really? I don't see a TV. Behind you! Ah, oh, there you go. Look at that. Cats riding motorbikes. Okay. <laughs> I love this subplot. <laughs> <laughs> the return of Cat Squad is a glorious thing and um I love in a weird way the the triteness of um those initial opening lines, you know, what did you learn today? And, you know, <laughs> how I behave doesn't just affect me. And uh, that's going to be the moral lesson for this episode. Yeah, true. Yeah. I kind of putting it in this kind of kitsch, overt way at the front. I just think it's it sort of like the parents know what's going on. But yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of dog whistling almost for the kids, you know, <laughs> like, um, uh, it's, yeah, it is very like, very obviously remember those terrible shows you used to watch kids you watch bluey oh now <laughs> like, parents, maybe. when you think about it like we really did live through an era where like it was all the moral lesson of the show right and i know that a lot of children's tv still goes there pretty mm. hard like you know i'm thinking of um like Bing and um, Thomas even. Oh, very preachy, yes. Yeah, so preachy, yeah. Like, um, you know, but the 80s versions of Thomas, oh, the, like, <laughs> yep. they were, they were really harsh. Yeah, yeah it was like, preachy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, Henry, Henry's afraid, so, you know, we're going to lock him in the tunnel. <laughs> you know, like, it just <laughs> brought him in there. Poor um, Henry. Poor Henry. Um, yeah, these days, like, you'd have, like, child psychotherapist being like he's searching for connection <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but um uh, but yeah but um like even like captain planet and super ted and all those sorts of shows used to get quite like yeah, the less yeah. kids yeah yeah it, yeah it was either that or just mindless violence um so yeah <laughs> It's nice to find a new way to do kids' programming. It is, it is. Um, I think Bandit deserves credit here for giving a masterclass in how to get your child, like how to handle your child when they just want to watch TV and they've been watching it for a little while. Uh, Look, this – the whole back and forth of this gave me flashbacks to teasing because (laughs) – Bandit is quite clearly teasing Bingo and she is not interested in being teased. <laughs> Did you want me to move? Yes! Oh, you should have said. Move it, move it, move it, move it. No, move, move it, out of the way! But she's not interested in doing anything other than watching the TV. So perhaps, perhaps it's a way forward, but I feel <laughs> like the response, the eventual response would not have been so compliant from uh, the bingo in my household. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I just love um, 
that it's demonstrating to parents that your kids are probably going to get upset, even if you're a healer, even if you're an amazing uh, parent. Good. Yes, true. Yeah, like okay. it's it's probably a good reminder that you know even the most um, loved and cared for and played with kids will always <laughs> <laughs> just want to watch. Like a tanty about what not watching TV. Uh, yeah. Yes. And what a line from Bandit. I love that. You know, I remembered why we came in. Go <laughs> <Right> to the park. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, Izzy, did he forget? I feel like half my conversations no. are I've forgotten what I'm meant to be doing here. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it plays up the it plays up the dramatics of the back and forth very well. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Is this better? Yes. Thank you. No worries. Oh, I remembered why I came in. Ah! We're going to the park. But we get to the park, hooray, and Bingo is obviously happy to be there, which is a good reminder that it's worth dragging them off the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We get some pretty epic, um, like, no, I don't want to go from our near three-year-old Joe. God, it's Uh terrifying to say that. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, he he's been really into Blaze and the Monster Machines. Okay, and yeah, there's been quite a few mornings that it was. I just want to watch Blaze. Oh. <laughs> like really, like laying it on there. I was like, wow. Oh. Yeah, you've definitely uh-huh. been taking notes from Bingo. So, <laughs> and and just for the kids show uh, dichotomy, is Blaze uh, preachy or mindless violence? It's a little bit preachy, but with a STEM focus. So, like, they have songs about chemical engineering and um, (laughs) inertia and they explain, like, like force and things. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm willing to endorse Blaze and, like, the – the thing that annoys me about Blaze is that Blaze always wins the race no matter how far behind he is and what a jerk he's been. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But um, – you know, like, and he, there's always some mindlessly massive trophy. It's like, where are you going to store that? Like, you don't even have a home. <laughs> you get but them every time. Every time. But, um, yeah, I just love that my kids are learning about that STEM science focus. So, you know, like, I'm prepared to have slightly, like, mind-numbing, like, they do a lot of, um, like, panto, like, which one should we choose? Oh, Tell yes. me when okay. you see this the chicken. Yeah. Chicken, you know, and like <laughs> that sort of thing. But I'm prepared to put up with that because, like, yeah, they are now um, regularly singing songs about physics and things like that. So I'm like, well. Songs about physics. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I know. And um, structural engineering, like I'm just cool. saying, yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, perhaps next time at the they're at the park, they could build a roller coaster based <laughs> on uh, gravity and not inertia. Probably the opposite of inertia. Awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Dad, can we play roller coaster? Have you been asked to play this roller coaster game since? the kids watch this episode no but it's for the simple reason that the only thing that Liv ever wants to go on at the park is the round net swing uh-huh. and she wants to sit right in the middle of it she wants to face me and she wants me to sing old mcdonald to her for as long <laughs> as i can 
Like, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like a roller coaster of emotion, it's but maybe not quite what Bandit's doing. <laughs> no. So, but I would love to like diversify into other kind of games because roller coaster looks like a hell of a lot of fun. So, yeah, we've tried it. Like those swings really do give you a fair bit of bang for your buck. They like, do. They yeah. Hi. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm imagining face down. It would be quite sort of unnerving as well because. You've got yeah, the- oh, I am not interested in being on that roller coaster. That is for sure. <laughs> when did you lose your um, ability to go on things spinning around for a long period oh, of time? I feel like it was pretty early, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is definitely gone. <laughs> I love the, the <laughs> assumption in that question, Kate. You're absolutely correct. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't go on many things at the park anymore just for the, the vomitous feel. And I, I can remember, like, it was always the biggest attraction of the park when we were little, the kind of egg-shaped thing that has the, like, steering wheel in the middle. And oh, yeah, yeah. I love those too. And go faster. Yeah. But now I, I haven't seen an egg-shaped one for a long time, but our local park has just kind of more a teacuppy type one that you still hold onto the thing in the middle to spin. And, yeah, so many of the boys' games revolve around that being kind of the centre of the game and the place you've got to get on and get off and run around. And, yeah, I just, like, I can't play this game. <laughs> I will be ill. It's so bad. Can I play with him? Uh, yeah, sure. Do you want to play roller coaster with me, Turtle Boy? I'd like, really like, Mary, to kind of acknowledge the detail that's gone into the background of this set because when you're a kid, right, even – a crummy little park on the corner near your house with um, just like a single slide can become such a magical place. And I really feel like even though this probably isn't the most special park, that I don't know, the way that they've drawn it really sort of captures that feeling that when you're a kid. um, We had a park on the corner where when I was growing up and it was – a set of swings and one slide and that was it. And um, yeah, I remember like my parents constantly <laughs> like checking the whole area for like broken glass and things oh, we were allowed to go on that. Okay, that yeah, I know that well. <laughs> sharp things, yes. Um, yes, and it was still magical for me as a little kid. And did you have a park like that growing up near you? Mm-hmm. We had so many parks and yeah a lot of them were very much just the basics but yeah any any park like tick and actually to what you're saying um so this episode was uh art directed by um well lead art director Costa Casa but then um on socials Rafa Moore who's one of the other artists um has shared sort of his color roughs um for this episode which are very which are all based around the park and a very beautiful and he said you know he was very much tapping into childhood memories of going to the park with his dad so I think the magic of the park you just hard to explain as a grown-up but yeah so there as a kid up comes the roller coaster tick, 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 tick. Boy. and We meet Turtle Boy, who is sitting out and proud of finding a turtle. 
Oh, so <laughs> oh my gosh. So magical. And I love that Bingo and like immediately calls him Turtle Boy as well. I feel like, and I didn't really get to delve into this very far, but I did see some sort of references. Like there's like a Turtle Boy like pop art kind of skating character. Oh, yeah. Um, In a thing called Toy Machine. I'm going to show you a more. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Kate, I think everyone knows that we pretty much have one source of truth uh, when it comes to help required with parenting and life in general. Um, Yes, right? Uh, Yes, and that would be bluey. um, But Mary, lately I have to admit I've been thinking more and more about how I'm going to support our kids, not just with their emotional stuff, because Bluey's kind of got that covered, but with, <laughs> totally covered. with the stuff that happens in the classroom, especially maths, because let's face <laughs> it, we're both journalists and journalists are terrible at maths. It's just well, a universally acknowledged <laughs> truth. I don't know. Like I was psyched for like, yes, we're going to get into this. But then as soon as maths came up at school, have you heard this line that hey, maths has changed. Like if you (laughs) thought you knew maths, back away, parent, because you're not carrying the one, you're not borrowing anymore. I don't understand it. And (laughs) um, we have been approached by the lovely folk at mathsonline.com.au and they seem to have some of the answers. What mathsonline.com.au offer is maths ideas presented in videos that you can pause and rewind and repeat and discuss with your kid and know what is actually said. But then plenty of ways for kids to work through worksheets and yeah, give you the confidence that they actually know what's going on too. I like that you can learn at your own pace and that there's 24-7 unlimited access as well because uh, if you're like me and have a very curious kid that likes to ask you what's a thousand times a thousand times a thousand times a thousand oh in the bar and you have to try and work it out. <laughs> um, a bit like our favourite Aussie creation as well. It has gone global so while it's math Online.com.au in Australia. If you're in the US and thinking, oh, I'd really like my kid to be able to get some extra help with their maths, you can check out mathonline.com. So the lovely people at mathsonline.com.au have very kindly signed us up. So we've had a chance to have a look around, but they also offer a free trial for everyone uh, that you can find on the front of their website when you go and check it out. And if listeners haven't worked it out yet, we are open to all the help we can get. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Matsonline.com.au. It's so funny what is a reference and what is completely random. I feel like some of the things we've tried to insist must be references to things. And I'm thinking of um, uh, in Christmas Swim, the name of the toy. Bartleby, yeah. Bartleby, and that just got so smacked down to us uh, when we asked Joe Brum and he's like, oh, it was some name like my kids were just saying and I ran with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, maybe it's like Hammer Bar. As usual, I expect Turtle Boy is either hugely significant or completely random. <laughs> yeah, like it's a boy and it's a turtle. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, um, but cute but- little toy and lots of calls to have it made into an actual toy along with Chattermax and Oh, well, Chattermax is here and, oh, yeah, what? I would prefer Turtle Boy. Yes, you can get Chattermax as no. a plushie now, but thankfully no, no buttons sound. are apparent. No sound. Yes. I know. Yeah. Sure. Um, as well as Bob Bilby, actually, as a puppet. Oh, oh wow. Um, yeah. So they're kind of in that, like, so mini plushy range of Bluey that now has pretty much every character. Wow. Uh, no unicorns yet, though. So maybe that's perhaps perhaps we could, yeah, pick, you know, kind of um, advocate for perhaps a turtle boy before unicorns just to bring <laughs> some good into the world before <laughs> evil chaos. Um, uh, so Bingo sees the turtle and names him Turtle Boy and then just has a lovely time playing with him in the park. Let's go, Bingo. Mum and Bluey will be back soon. Okay. Oh, uh, Bingo, better leave Turtle Boy here. And then it's time to go and she wants to take him with him, with her, sorry. But um, Dad's like, oh, it's not the done thing. It's such is an interesting it line, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I wonder... It made me reflect on my parenting that if I ever want to tell my kids no, do I actually tell them no or do I find some kind of external, like, code of conduct to refer to that, oh, it's not me yeah. <laughs> saying you can't do this. It's uh, it's them over there saying it's not the done thing, uh, which, yeah, that is me. So, hi, Bandit. Uh, we can do <laughs> this club together. <laughs> I feel like you're better at drawing a line. I don't know. Like sometimes I think I'm okay at drawing a line and then other times like the other day my son picked up like this massive pigeon feather in the street and was like, Mom, look, it's a beautiful feather. Touch it. And I was like, ah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Okay, well, there you go. We constantly pick up filthy feathers from the street. So, yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're okay. upsetting me. <laughs> okay. So I feel less um, bad now. But, yeah, he was but, like, look at it. And I was like, it's beautiful. Get it away from me. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm. Um, we have brought home a toy from a park before. Oh, tell me about that. Uh, which what was it? It was a very bedraggled Jemima from play school. Oh. Um, and it, my, it would have been when Bon was maybe about two or three, so less reason with the bull, but probably could have been a teachable moment that I let slip. I'm like, oh, yeah, no one's coming back from that. We'll just take it home because it did. Like that was, you know broke the banks <laughs> in that so many things were requested to be brought home after that. So mm. having this episode to model kind of drawing a line and why you might not want to take things home is very useful in retrospect, but probably about three years too late for me. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I think, you know, we were probably 50-50 before this episode. We did bring home one time um, the kids found this little pink pig. It was like a plastic toy pig at the beach when they were mm-hmm. making a sandcastle and it had clearly been like buried there for a while. So okay. I didn't feel 
terrible about taking they wanted really wanted to take it home to the point where everyone was getting a bit upset that I was saying no and I was like well actually you know what (laughs) maybe we just take this one but I think Turtle Boy has been really good um, for modeling yeah that you can just leave things behind and it's not because you don't want it it's because you know it might belong to someone else and we hope that they find it Oh, why can't I take him home? It's not the done thing, mate. His owner might be looking for him. Okay. Bye, Turtle Boy. I'll come back tomorrow. And then, of course, we see the reason that you might like to think of other people. Uh, I love this as one exits, the other enters. Um, Dougie and his mum. Yes. and Dougie's First impressions of Dougie? Well, um... I mean, as soon as he started signing, I just went, oh, like, it actually, like, <laughs> made me, no, seriously, I was, yeah. um, I, uh, it really moved me. And um, because, you know, for, for maybe new listeners, my eldest daughter, Olivia, who's turning 11 this year, um, has a really complex disability. We did keyword sign with her, not Auslan, um, mm-hmm. but we still do a lot of keyword sign with her. Um, and it's a huge part of her communication. And I just, so often in children's shows, you see, you know, like for years you didn't see any disability representation. And now I think as the diversity conversation sort of evolved, you do start to see generally it's like a kid in a wheelchair. You don't, yeah. you don't see um Auslan a lot you don't see um like facial or body differences as much um and you definitely usually don't see intellectual disability one person Mm. who does it really well actually or one group that have done it really well is um like Emma Wiggle with the oh yes yeah yeah um because yeah she's she's amazing I've seen like um you know quite disabled children in like wheelchairs but like the type that recline and they can't uh-huh. they don't have bodily control and and um you know and she's wheeling them around and dancing with them and you know there have been a new show because that's um I know Wiggles have a song um the wheels go around on my wheelchair but yeah, um, they do. yeah her new show's got more kind of inclusion yeah I think that's Emma Memma but um yeah I'm just like the Emma show is what I'm thinking of and like she had um one of Olivia's friends who had Down syndrome was invited to go and film with her one day and um yeah and there was another child with intellectual disability who filmed with her and um yeah I just that like that sort of representation is really lovely and I think she had deaf friends growing up so she's probably much more aware of yeah and her new show Emma Memma um is all about um trying to marry like sign language and dance and and promote communication stuff which is pretty amazing really um but uh, yeah, so my heart skipped a beat when I saw little Dougie starting to sign with his mum. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there were so many layers of loveliness to this because it's Miranda <laughs> Tapsell who, um, yeah, yeah. You, you know Miranda Tapsell, but maybe people um, overseas don't. She's um, a multi-award winning actress who sort of sprung to prominence um, playing Cynthia in a movie called The Sapphires. Oh. It was about an Aboriginal um, girl group that 
go over to Vietnam to support the troops there? Is that- yes, like it's, yeah. yeah, like on a kind of performance tour. Um, yeah. Yes. Such a cracker film. Like yeah. it's become my go to of telling yeah. you know, if people um overseas ask me, you know, what what Australian film to watch. I reckon the Sapphires is up there. Mm. Um and yeah, she's adorable in it, but mm. adorable in most things, I would That's say. True. And like since then she's done um Love Child, which was like a series on Channel Nine that was set in the 1960s and 70s um, about like women who were having a child out of wedlock and Uh and everything that they were sort of facing and went through. Um, She has been a presenter on Play School. She's um, done Top End Wedding. Yeah, lots of um, really, really interesting work. And apparently her dog is a cavoodle. Oh, what? Yeah, so I was like, oh, it looks a little bit like, like, because we've got like our little gotta be done avatar, and mine's a <laughs> labradoodle that our friend um, uh, JF Tranquil. Yeah. Yes, JF Tranquil. Um, let me say that. Um, so I thought it might have looked a little bit like because um, I'm a labradoodle in our little um, <laughs> uh, avatar for gotta be done, and I was like, oh, I, I think you and Dougie's adorable family definitely related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was super cute. And apparently she was modeled on Phoebe Waller-Bridge from, um, Fleabag. Yeah. Like with the haircut, you know, that sort of, have you seen Fleabag? Uh, I have. Yeah. But I'm struggling to like with the hair. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but just, yeah. How she's sort of modeled apparently. Yeah. With the the ears sort of instead of the bob. So... (laughs) Man, okay. Yeah. Would not have seen it if you hadn't said it, but completely appreciate that uh, that touch. Um, I liked that Dougie, iconic Australian name, mm. as a recurring character in a pizza ad uh, from our childhood. <laughs> of course, Dougie the pizza boy. I um, can't even tell you what the brand of pizza was, but it pizza was uh, Hut. It was Pizza yeah, Hut. Yeah, it was Pizza Hut. Okay, there yeah. you go. Um, yeah, who else would have been advertising? Did anyone else sell pizza in the 90s? No, I don't pizza? think so. No. Um, but, one, three, double, one, double, six, Mary. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you're across this. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't really – like it was – he was kind of like a boy-next-door hunk kind of pizza guy, but also there was like always like a surly dad who answered the door. And, yeah, the, the most iconic one perhaps was where Dougie the pizza boy asks for a tip yeah. And the tip is uh, the dad is like, yeah, I'll give you a tip. Be good to your mother. And yeah. like, oh, like that's, that might be the peak of Australian advertising right there. <laughs> I hadn't made that connection, but, yeah, the, um, it really was like a zeitgeist in Australia for a while. We've Bring got, it back. Absolutely. Um, and it was so nice, I think, in this Mary, to see Dougie doing very similar things with Turtle Boy that Bingo was doing. And it's, you know, it gives it this beautiful, like, way of saying, you know, like overcoming difference and showing that they're just doing the same thing. Time to go, sweetheart. Leave him there, honey. His owner might come back for him. Yeah, 
I really, I just loved it. And I mean, the music. Can we just dive out and talk about the oh, music let's, for a minute? Let's go straight to music because yeah. it is epic in this. Yeah, it, it was really giving me um, like it, it, the the melody is very much based in sort of like acoustic guitars and that really just gentle, beautiful um, melody that sort of runs underneath it. And it was really reminding me of a similar soundtrack that they used for camping. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that, how they had those beautiful guitars throughout to sort of tell the story? Yeah, um, Even little things like the music reflects just um, there's like little nods to like when it's raining and then when the sun's coming out and things and um, just very subtle shifts um, depending on the mood of the piece. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was such a beautiful um calming kind of piece that um much like a turtle sort of you know walking across a field sort of plops along in the background and just and just makes everyone feel happy and um Joff Bush actually wrote on um Instagram about this episode and said it was one of his favorites he adored this episode and wanted to write a soundtrack to match and so he just kept it simple and sweet hopefully to capture some of that um the sweetness of the plot within the music um and he said that he could now sign turtle boy as a result of watching Mel's like <laughs> very sweet um but yes i think um like it's very sweet because we see a few times where Bingo's in the park playing with Turtle Boy and then we transition to, you know, she's leaving him behind and then Dougie's coming and playing. And I don't know, I'm just loving that sort of we're seeing, you know, little moments but it's almost like when you hit the zoom out on your own life and you see, I don't know, have you ever seen those like weirdly inspirational Instagram videos where they're like the the effect that you your behaviour has and how it can change the world? Oh, and it's like animated, yeah, like a yeah. butterfly flaps its wings kind of, yep, yeah, yes, I'm yeah, seeing that. And actually that is something Bluey does quite a bit, kind of turn to see something happening in nature to change the scene and kind of highlight this is an important moment. And, mm. and we do get those. I think we look into tree at one point and mm. I think they're controversial. Look for a very tiny long dog in a gum nut. Oh. I'm not convinced in a, is a long dog, but some people are. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the I don't know, the nature in this episode, yeah, kind of just highlights how how beautiful the scene is. I don't know. Are we meant to take something else from it? Is a... Uh, Nature being restored every time the turtles put back. <laughs> get a boy! And go! <laughs> ah, watch the crocodiles! <laughs> ah! And the quicksand! <laughs> Jump the snake! <laughs> Stop! Oh, 23 seconds? That's the fastest yet! It's so hard for kids to see beyond what their needs are. Mm. So. It was really lovely, I think, to see by giving up having Turtle Boy all the time for both kids, you know, the the beautiful memories that were being created, you know, allowing those opportunities for 
for the other to play. And then, you know, and I guess the unspoken bit is, you know, what other kids were playing, what other games with Turtle Boy in the park yes. while he waited. No, honey, you can't take him home. Because it's not the done thing. One bit of commentary I did see about this episode was, well, is Dougie going to be a recurring character and and how to make it kind of not just a one-off? And definitely, although it's really strong, the parallels of how the same Bingo and Dougie are um, in the way that they play, trickier to do, but if they'd been interacting or if they interact in the future, it's an opportunity for a really good kind of... um, moment as well of kids kind of seeing you know some um some inclusivity because this episode is all about modeling not just for how to leave a toy in a park uh but also how to entertain your child in the park Mm. because the games that bandit's playing like I felt like you know pulling out the notepad and kind of oh yep yep could do that like the and and have done many of those like the the balance around the edging of yes. a park are oh, just such a good go-to adding a timing um element so oh so, so useful <laughs> yeah and it was, to me it was giving throwbacks to um our obstacle course and to sticky gecko as well you know with that oh. you know kind of yeah <laughs> yep yeah i can so, see that um yeah so very smart. And you know how we talk about like episodes like teasing kind of being a 101 on, you know, mm. what you can do? Really felt like that was sort of that moment for being in the park for this episode. So, yeah. Okay, Turtle Boy, you've picked up the curry. Now to get home safe to the Turtle Misses. You ready? He's ready. Woo! Yeah, he made it. Oh, man, that's enough of that. <laughs> One moment that really, um, like, just, like, got me right in the heart unexpectedly was um, after Bingo kind of moves Turtle Boy sort of out of the way <laughs> and, and you know, like, she, she's been told by Bandit that, you know, if he's there tomorrow, then, yeah, maybe she can take him home. Mm-hmm. And... Dougie comes in, he's really sad. And this is the bit that got me right in the heart, Mary, was when Dougie's mum is counting for hide and seek and he's looking. And then right at the moment his mum says, found you, he reveals that he found Turtle Boy. And the the look of joy on his face, I love how they they draw them with like the little bit of the bottom of the eye going up into the eyeballs. (laughs) Such a happy little moon-eyed face, yeah. Yes, it's so sweet and it was just beautiful. Uh, Ready or not, here I come. Found you! sweetheart that was so heartwarming it was the moment before that that was possibly most relatable to me (laughs) where bingo is yeah putting trying to hide turtle boy but 
justifying her slightly dodgy actions. Maybe you'd like to read the paper. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, who hasn't done that? But yeah, what what kid can't find some reason that they've got to be a uh, slightly shifty <laughs> and kind of try and justify it? Or, or maybe that's not all kids, but that is certainly a couple of kids that I know. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it is a roller coaster because you know we we know that Bingo's going against her against a, her values pretty much doing that sneaky kind of hide. We get the the peak of Dougie finding it, but then when Bingo can't find Turtle Boy again, this is like crushing low stuff. And it's interesting that she goes straight to kind of self-blame um it's almost like you know we've talked about well what what cosmic powers exist in the blueyverse or what what do they kind of believe in um and we know bingo believes in gnomes that change the traffic lights (laughs) but (laughs) really she believes in some greater force that uh has taken turtle boy from her because she didn't behave in the most exemplary way which Oh. oh Like, yeah, that was a bit of a dagger in the heart. Turtle Boy's owner must have come back and found him. No, that's not what happened. What do you mean? I hid Turtle Boy under the newspaper so his owner wouldn't find him. Oh, right. Well, that's definitely not the done thing, Bingo. I know. I'm sorry. It's all good, kid. This was my Brene Brown moment, Mary. Because, you know, if... Bingo had thought she was going to get blamed or shamed. She probably wouldn't have admitted that she played a role mm. in Turtle Boy's disappearance. <laughs> and I think, you know, one of the great things that Bluey does so well is model. Yeah. And I love how Bandit really models repair here. Mm-hmm. So as soon as she starts to say, um, you know, oh, no, and, and like, the confession. Yeah. He doesn't try and say, oh, well, you really shouldn't have done that. You know, I can't believe that you would do something like that. We've talked about this or any anything like that. He just says, ah, oh, right, that's definitely not the done thing. You know, like, but, but even by saying that's not the done thing, it's kind of, um, it's removing her behaviour out of the equation, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I found it a really nice kind of non-judgy kind of way of saying, well, it's not what we do. Yeah, it's but, not but, you shouldn't have done that, but that thing that happened, yeah. Yeah, could have yeah. Been better. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. And then and then he goes into like she's seeking connection and he goes in and gives her a hug and like Aww. come here and like, you know, just reassure that combination of listening, non-judgment, you know, she already knew that she did the wrong thing so there wasn't like a need to kind of dwell on it for too long. Yeah, Yeah, I just, like for me it summed up kind of a transition in parenting that our generation's probably experiencing which is, you know, the maybe the ways that we were brought up is a little bit different to what we're trying to do for our kids and how we're reacting to things and, I don't know, for all the clickbaity articles on <laughs> online. I've definitely read this in a blog. But I've yeah. <laughs> read this in some sort of like lilac coloured Instagram post. But, you know, like trying to preserve connection rather than shaming your kid when they do something wrong is 
you know, seems to be pretty hot right now on yeah. all those lilac-coloured things. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I, I just, yeah, it reminded me in that little moment of just what a great model bandit is for parents who are trying to find their way. And, you know, like doing that is kind of lonely in a way because, you know, you, you don't um, – you don't have your own models or your gen also mm-hmm. your family. Like sometimes you don't have your own family that you can model that from either. So you kind of yeah, looking to lilac coloured posts on Instagram. Oh, hoping well, and you know both families in this situation, and should say you know Bandit's been kind of wrestling with this issue, but same as Dougie's mum. Dougie wanted to take the turtle home, and she's yeah. gone with the line. It's not the done thing as well. You know, both of them kind of solo parenting in the park. But, you know, if it had been a crowded park, looking around and shouting, does anyone yeah. mind if we take this toy home? Also not the done thing. <laughs> so, yeah, getting, getting some support in this situation, quite tricky. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that was my Brene Brown moment. Uh, yeah. I love that Brene moment, yeah. And definitely the feels moment for me too. Um it feeds into the hug is how Bingo then sees um, Turtle Boy behind the tree and gets one more great play with him for this episode. Um, actually, I think my Brene moment is the final line of the episode that Bingo is like, oh, you know, I hope Turtle Boy is not lonely because, you know, this whole episode she doesn't know who she's having empathy for by leaving turtle boy in the park mm. but she she's got empathy to burn always mm. it's bingo and and yeah she's feeling for the toy that's left behind it made me think of um toy story 4 and yeah. and the uh the toys that don't have owners like led by kind of bo peep who's this amazing uh character but there's a scene in that where all the toys actually kind of set themselves up as lost toys in the park to get played with. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, that there's, there's a lot of feels created in that Toy Story moment. But, um, yeah, Bingo doesn't need to have seen that to be feeling for Turtle Boy and whether he's lonely as well, which, you know, having empathy you know, encouraging empathy and Bandit doesn't say, oh, don't be ridiculous. Like encouraging empathy wherever kids find it and growing it is just such a good um such a good starting point i hope turtle boy's owner comes back soon what's that i don't want him to be lonely I think it's such a trope, isn't it, with um with kids, you know, that like you think about Home Alone and those sorts of movies about how being left behind is the absolute worst thing that can happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes and no because we have watched Home Alone recently and oh, I was really? in tears like five minutes in because I was so like, oh, my gosh, this child is being left behind. The boys were not phased at all and their big takeaway was how fun is it being home alone? 
And this spells out the difference because, yeah, we watched the first five minutes and Will was also in tears like, why did they leave him? Would you leave me? I was like, no, we would. Will and I can be little puddles of empathy together uh, and and we'll leave my boys out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, So... Let's just round back quickly, Mary, with the after the confession and then Bingo is in this position that, you know, after the the joyful reunification mm-hmm. that she has to decide whether or not she's taking Turtle Boy home or whether he stays. Talk yeah. me through this moment for you. Yeah, it's so it's so abstract for a kid to be grappling with, isn't it? And like picturing my kids doing it you know you can't really tell the reason you're leaving it behind but yeah it's I guess the reason she wants to take Turtle Boy home is because she gets so much joy out of him and yeah the idea that other people might get that joy too is just such a beautiful one to land on. Mm. Mm. Has it made a difference for for your kids in um, like you know understanding that if you leave something behind, it can serve others? Or uh, Well, you know, I'm at the point of I really want to plant something in a park to test the theory. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't found any lost toys since we've seen this episode. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I need to make, make that happen for you just so you thanks, can really thanks. put them to the test. I won't tell you if they fail the test. Um <laughs> uh, But, yeah, that's – what about it? for you guys um yeah I think it has probably played a role in you know the kids are quite happy if they find something to play with it and then they leave it you know with hope the hope usually that um whoever the kid is that's left it behind will find it yeah yeah yeah. maybe his owner came back for him that's a good thing sweetheart yeah, who was your MVP in this episode? Oh wow! Um, I think, and we haven't really talked about these the light relief scenes um, from uh, this episode, but Bandit for all the TV banter that is just so dad joke esque, uh, mm. but also, yeah, the fact he can balance that and your Brene moment as well. Uh, I think puts Bandit up there for me. What about you? Oh, well, I was going to try and give it to a character in the show and then I thought I think I just need to call out the amazing designers who did all those hours of the yeah. hand movement work because what rock stars and I can't go past that. But it, I mean, I guess. Yeah. If, no, I, I hear that. <laughs> if I was limited to someone in the show, yeah, it's probably Bandit. But yeah, I have to. I have to give it to the team who did all those hours of the yeah, and, isn't and, it, and just the dedication to getting it right too. I mean, it just means so much. And if you haven't heard that interview we did with Joe Brum, um, gosh, mid mid last year, um, after all these this round of new episodes dropped, because um, he, he was quite like he was yeah very glowing in how he talked up, especially. Um, Claire Renton and Trudy mm. Monteith, who yeah. uh, were kind of the artists who were going to have to do the most intricate kind of hand modelling and, and 
you know, reams and reams of more images to make it all work and actually make it look like Australian Sign Language. I did see a question, are they going to uh, do it with American Sign Language <laughs> and all the other variations oh for the rest, of, uh, the rest of the international release? Um, I haven't, haven't seen an answer to that yet, um, but look, you know, I, I feel like it can be translated through other means um, possibly, but yeah, it's uh yeah the the vibe um about this whole episode from everyone who worked on it was that all that extra work was so worth it um for yeah such a gorgeous inclusive message I guess Mm, it was beautiful did you have a line of the episode Mary actually I think it's the very personal one of Bandit stopping himself on the swing and saying that's enough of that (laughs) (laughs) that is me in a park (laughs) are you (laughs) um look I don't want to be I don't want him to be lonely really got me in the heart but um yeah I think similar to what you were saying about the the joys of the light relief in this episode um bandit being like no chance we're going to the park (laughs) like you know just to the straight to the point no room for negotiation. I'm like, yep, masterclass. So, yeah. Uh, Actually, I, I've got a, a, well, perhaps an even more useful line. Um, Dougie's mum at one point when Dougie thinks um, Turtle Boy's gone gone home, um, her line is, um, that's a good thing, sweetheart, like kind oh. of. And I thought that was a really nice way of kind of not, yeah, not glossing over your kids sad, but um, but putting a positive spin on something that's sad for them and mm. helping them see the bigger picture as well. Dad? What? I want to turn the TV on and then watch it. Oh, right. No chance. We're going to the park. Oh! Well, Mary, oh, I, think, I think we're there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Agree. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, what? Uh, I did, yeah, I ha- feel like I have just post-gorgeousness glow after this from this episode. It's so <laughs> happy making. You are gorgeous. You are glowing. <laughs> and if you would like more of Gorgeous Calling Mary in your life <laughs> and a bit more what you get from the socials at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can find us on, on all the social media channels. So on Instagram, we are at Bluey Pod. On Facebook, you can also look at at Bluey Pod or uh, Gotta Be Done, the Bluey Pod. Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Bluey Podcast. And <laughs> I haven't done this for a while. I know, I'm a little out of practice. And uh, you can email us, it's blueypod at gmail.com. Oh, please do all those things. Um, I am signing sweetheart to you, Kate, and all of you. Until next time, Mary. It's got to be done. done. Bye. Bye. Ah, I can't see. How do they get a driver's license?